So, Audrey, today, or today, I already said that at the start of this, <laughs> the next, our next part about this whole discussion of games. So, we talked, we talked a lot about the history of games, uh, which, again, I'm probably going to put out, I might actually put it out as like a separate intro episode to go along with this. Um, the, 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 con- the topics that we go along with games or one of the overlying underlying topics that we've had about games is it's kind of weird systems of ownership that goes along with it. So there's been a lot of barriers to the game industry for, for consumers in, in terms of their ownership of their products. And that's kind of the same with technology in general, because we've always, we developed new ways how to transfer mediums or how to transfer information. And we just kind of forgo the old examples and we try something new. And a lot of that means different iterations or different um, mediums or different applications. So in games, it goes from you have to have these whole hunking fridges that cost a Ferrari and a half in order to play these games, one game on them. So then we have consoles that have cartridges that can only be played on the actual console themselves that they were bought from. And all these different competitors always design different makes and models through their cartridges. So that way you can't even play the cartridges on competing platforms on competing consoles themselves to then we come into the more modern age where now we have a uniform uh, system or uniform medium of transferring these games of storing these games on blu-rays or dvds and yet there are still restrictions to your ownership of them like for instance if you own a playstation game you cannot load that into a competitors program you can't load mm-hmm. that into uh you can't slide it into your laptop or into your disc tray of your computer if you still have those and play it you cannot go into an xbox and play it you cannot go into a wii and play it it's only accessible on the playstation so your own honestly i i think that makes sense it's um i in, think it's in theory, unreasonable yeah. for oh, okay so so my family, we have an Xbox and a PS4. Okay. Xbox 360 and a PS4. Okay. So in general, right, I don't, I can't see the reason why I would want to buy the same game twice. Okay. Or, you know, why would I, let's say I buy The Witcher 3. Yes. Why would I want to play it on anything other than what I bought it for? Like, is there, is there an advantage to playing it? Because I bought it for the PS4. Why would I play it on the Xbox? Let's say I didn't have an older Xbox. Like, let's say I had the the same level Xbox, right? So same graphics level. Okay, I see what What you mean. What advantage is there to play it in a different console if I own the the PS4, which I bought the game to be compatible with? Okay. And I kind of, I I can see that. I wouldn't say 100% agree with it, but... Well, mainly because I, I like the I'll, I'll like more options to consumers to have. Mm-hmm. But uh, one of the other aspects that kind of hinders that optimism or that potential is also the development cycle to it. Um, okay. A lot of the engines that go into these consoles are different. 
Uh, mm-hmm. So game engines, they might be universal for games across consoles. But if you're designing it for one console, then the game design for another console might also take tweaks or different tweaks towards it yeah. that, are, that are different. And there are different operating systems behind it. There are different CPUs. There's different memory requirements. There's different operations or systems that run over top or underneath the games uh there's different gamepad layouts as well that or controller mm-hmm. layouts to take into account so yeah i guess a, a, it's it's hard to program in the universality into a disc where you're already having what is it a disc you you're essentially you have the disc to download the game in into yeah and it's yeah. like and it's yeah it's not straightforward like it used to be but um you know i i will say like if you even just look at it in the sense of if you just if you're coding and creating a website just like a a website right if you're using on firefox safari Mm -hmm. uh google chrome you have to account for potentially different usability for each one of those uh, ways to view your website so yeah i don't think that it's fair when you still have to do this for like a, a like a simple website on the internet i don't think that it's possible yet to expect that universal usage out of a gaming console which is a meatier a hardier piece of yeah. technology than making a simple html website that yes you know right so i i think that it's just it's complicated but also in the sense we want the competition Yes. We don't want things to be the same because we want people to still innovate. We want people yes. to be trying the new stuff. We want we want PlayStation and Xbox to be big rivals because we want them to do better so that we can have a more enjoyable time playing their games. Yeah. So I am all for that difference. I'm all for the non-compatibility if it means that I'm going to get a better product in the end. All right. I can totally get behind that. We were talking about Xbox security and how they update they updated their their security systems in order to make it more restrictive on the user. So it, it got it got to the point where their plans for their new system were that even though you owned your disc or you actually owned it, like you purchased it, you paid for it, it was now under your ownership you could not have free will over that. You could not have free property over that because they would, like the company, Microsoft, would invoke a restriction on that ahead of time of, we know that it's yours, but it's yours forever. You cannot give it away. And even if you Mm -hmm. want to sell it after you're done, you can't. It can only work on your system. And that bleeds into the more modern examples or this more modern debate of of, uh, a close association to how downloading games work. And I'm just going to I'm going to have you describe it because you were you described it to me earlier of of what uh, licensing versus ownership was like in games. So you can probably talk about it a little bit. So, yeah, so basically when if let's say you have a, a modern console that supports online gameplay as well as an online game store um, to begin with, right? So you're going to spend, we'll just say between four and $500 on your console to begin with. That's a chunk of money yeah. you've invested. That's a now, lot of money. You, 
it, it is a lot of money, but in theory, take care of it. It's going to yeah. last you until you choose to not own it anymore. So, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's worth the investment. You have a physical piece of hardware that you get to use at your disposal. Yes. So you do not have to pay the monthly fees to access like the, the gaming store, right? Uh, I always forget what they're all called depending on the console, but yeah, I personally, right? I do not pay monthly. Um, my brother does. He, okay. he pays monthly. So if there is a game we want to download, we just do it through his, his PlayStation account. Okay. Um, but I personally, I, you know, it's a combination of a few things. One, I just don't play enough different games for it to be worth it. Yeah. Um, and even if, you know, I don't even know how much it costs, whether it's five, 10 bucks a month. I already spent four or 500 on this console. Yeah. And I've spent $60 per disc for a game. Why do I need to pay you five or $10 a month on top of all of that? I don't think I need to. No, no, you, you shouldn't. Uh, and you shouldn't have to do, you shouldn't have to pay that much in order to get an online aspect to it. Yeah, let's say, let's just, for argument's sake, the online service is free. Yes. Let's say it costs nothing to have access to this online store, to online game. Okay. But it allows you to gain access to getting digital games. Yes. So, right, games that you do not have a, a physical disc for. Yes. There are pros and cons to this. So, quick distinction. When we talk about digital games, we're talking about... It is the full game itself, except you download it from the store as opposed to go out and buy a physical disc of it that you then load into your console later. Yeah, so it's kind of that similar thing. So let's just say that the, there is no subscription price, but you know you have, you have a library of I don't know, hundreds, thousands of games yes. at your fingertips that, you, that do cost money. And I know they're cheaper. So right, they're what between five to forty dollars, probably depending on the game, depending on high yeah. level. You know, it it does depend. There, not everything is expensive. Not everything's dirt cheap. the The biggest negative Maybe. is if you, to my knowledge, from what I've read, right, the whenever you download a game from a marketplace like this whether it's xbox or playstation you are getting the right for the licensing of the game you are not getting ownership of said game so yes. the difference between that is when you own the game i have the disc i can you know generally disconnect from wi-fi you know does kind of depend on it has been updated but for our yeah. sake we'll say like you don't have you don't have to have connection to the subscription service to uh access this online store you can just you put the disc into your console that you already spent four or five hundred dollars on you yeah put that disc in you play you download yeah. it whatever updates whatever you have to do but you don't pay extra for all that those updates extra downloadable uh, content or anything that comes when you buy the ownership of the game yeah when it's there you can it's use there that game you can use that game for literally generations yeah as long as you still have the ability to power on your console and the console functions and you still have that disc and there's no scratches on it there's mm -hmm. nothing weird you you can use that and i could i could sell it to you and as long as you have a you know a playstation 4 or an xbox one whatever it is you can then 
put that into your console. Yes. But when you are downloading something digitally from an online store of sorts onto your console, you don't own anything. It's all in the fine print. I have not read this fine print. Other people have and have written articles about it. Um, yeah. I'm not, I'm not about to read that much, but the the sum, summation of what it is is in that fine print, these companies say essentially, cool, we're allowing you to download this on your console. Awesome. You get to use it as long as we are allowing you to use it. Meaning yes. we can take it off of our online store whenever we feel like it and you have no say, right? You, you don't no. get to say, but wait, yeah. I paid X amount of money and I want it. <laughs> I, I am all for um, progressing with technology and we don't need to stay. There's no, no, we are not to the point where we know this is the right way. This is the best way. We do not know this yet, but my issue comes in with consumer control. And if I'm spending my money on something i want to keep that something i don't want someone to come knocking at my door saying hey we don't feel like ps4s are it give it back (laughs) we're gonna like like, i paid for it i want that and i want it until i choose that i don't want it anymore (laughs) and this this kind of blends into the issue of not not so much issue but topic of netflix as you kind of mentioned yeah straight we 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 can be like oh man they took they took the office off or they took friends <laughs> off or whatever it is they take <laughs> they they decide what shows what movies are yeah. on their service because we have chosen i'm not going to buy that movie on dvd to own it it's mine and no that's we're, an we're okay choosing concession. to buy a subscription instead exactly and i think that that is totally fine when it's something that is easily replaceable so let's say yeah Let's say that, you know, I don't know, they, they take the office off of Netflix and I am a diehard fan. I just decide I have to watch it every day or else I can't live. Okay. Okay, cool. If they take it off of Netflix, I have different options. I yes. can find it on DVD on the internet and I can buy those DVDs and then yes. play it on my own DVD player. However, I play DVDs to watch it. Yes. I have that option. When you take into consideration Spotify, it's another subscription service. I don't own any of those songs. But I'm, yeah. I'm choosing to not own those songs. And let's say Spotify takes off my favorite artist's album. Yeah. Okay, well, one, YouTube has music videos for everything. Yeah. I can go buy it on a CD, on a vinyl, on a cassette, and listen to that a different way. Well, even, let's say, audiobooks. Audiobooks are great. They, they allow people who, you know, I don't know, maybe, you know, they can't, they can't see, they're blind. They need to still be allowed and have the opportunity to enjoy a, a novel, a book, a textbook, whatever it is, or you just like audiobooks for whatever reason you like it. Yeah, but if, it's just a preferable if system. If you had to, right? We're not burning every single book, <laughs> physical book, right? And say, oh, no, they're only online. And whenever I choose to, I'm not, I'm going to take away this book from, from the database. Like, we're, that's not happening, right? There, there no. are different avenues. It, 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 it speaks a lot to how digital downloads and digitality or digitalization is changing our consumption of electronical mediums or or entertainment uh like so so you mentioned uh books movies and and music in terms of how Mm -hmm. we consume that uh the difference 
between now and how those could be in the future could also be the exact same of how we have with games. Whereas games, uh, I think the, the, the biggest example that I can give to people where they might be able to understand what we're talking about is Flappy Bird. Uh, like for instance, yeah. Yeah, 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 on the on the on the App Store on the Google Play Store, if you did not download Flappy Bird before the creator took it off, you cannot, you can no longer download it. Same with mm-hmm. any game that the developer decides to pull from the game store, or either Google or Apple decide to pull for whatever reason. Doesn't matter how much money you spend into it. It could be one of these. Yeah, if, like, if you delete it, it's gone. Yeah, like you can it, keep it there forever, but that's taking up memory and space. Yes, it, it it doesn't matter if it's one of those like addictive mobile games where you dump like a hundred dollars of cash into it. Uh, if it's gone, it's gone, and it's why 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 does it have to leave? <laughs> like if I would if people were, if this existed. 20 years ago, 30 years ago, be like, okay, I dumped $100 into that game, but it's right there on my shelf. Like you can point Mm -hmm. to it. You can point to a physical version of it that you own, which a lot of it's included in the gaming industry. It's taken after kind of like the stream and services, which is, it's funny that a lot of the the, the future models that people are seeing are in streaming. Like this is why Disney... Mm -hmm release disney plus this is why everybody's switching from cable to now it's just streaming because well, and I, I will say we don't have cable in my house and i couldn't no, be happy yeah I, I know a lot of my friends including myself who they haven't had cable in years so you, we're already pretty much used to it to not owning any of these mediums ourselves we're not having control over it whereas back in the day okay grant like for our point of view, people our age, we still had the restriction in terms of like uh, Blockbuster. Like there was still that yeah. barrier there where if Blockbuster didn't have it, you can't see it unless you go to like a really niche market. But the niche markets of Netflix, you know, you don't find those very easily. Plus also then you have to pay more money than what you have to buy like one disc. You have to buy a subscription in order to use them. And then you're buying a subscription for what? For one show or for one movie or for one game? It's mm-hmm. it's a little ridiculous to think about that. So bridging off of um, these whole ownership of the streaming services or these whole ownerships of telecommunications where you only have these like three main companies or these three main rivals or these few main rivals gaming services very similar to that you know um you you only really have pc well pc is very general um sony microsoft and nintendo and there's there's not a whole lot of overlap between that and you can see them trying to like compete on proprietary software or proprietary hardware to stay relevant or to stay competitive uh, the, the recent trend that's kind of breaking into that was with Google Stadia uh, just a year and a half ago or a year ago. Uh, I, I believe I mentioned to this in a different time, but I now have more information about exactly how Stadia worked uh, okay. or how Stadia plans to work because it's it's now Google is trying to get into the gaming industry in order to like outcompete against the traditional hardware-based programs or the traditional hardware based um uh culture of gaming that we currently have or that we've had since gaming's inception 
as as we talked at the beginning of the podcast with the Odyssey or with the PDP and the and Space War. Um, mm-hmm. they're trying to get it so that way there's now universality between where you can buy your games and and where you can play them. Uh, so this is from Android Central where they're talking about yeah, Stadia in general. So as they're as Google describes Stadia, it's rather than launching a new physical console, they'll just allow you to use it on the tech that you own. So this includes phones, tablets, computers, and television using Chromecast itself. So if any program that you have is attached to Chromecast, which you can probably hook it up to any one of your TV. (laughs) I was joking uh, about this to Audrey earlier. You can probably download it to your fridge. And then get Stadia to play like. And this is where the Internet of Things is total BS. And anyone who really knows tech (laughs) is not about to have an Internet of Things house. Um, I no, thank you. Just imagine like this guy. Okay, we're we're getting to the stage where if anybody's familiar with the Internet of Things of how interconnected every single system is becoming, if we're living in a world where you could play a video game on your toaster, is that like? Is that too universal, too robust, or is okay. that just robust enough? Is, is that the innovation that we need to be putting our time and energy into is the thing? I don't Why know. do you need to play video game as you're filling up your water cup at your <laughs> fridge? Like, yeah. Again, is it, is it, is it, um, is it masked innovation just to gather more data on the common human and figure out, you know, you know, you can, if you have a true smart house, as yes. they like to call it, you can have a thing that says, turn on my shower. Like when you're in the living room, you can have your yeah. shower turn on and start heating up and then you go take your shower, right? That's so cool. Well, they're just trying to collect data on your shower usage and water usage. And obviously, right, there's yeah. nothing to hide there. It's not the fact that there is something you're doing that's wrong. Yeah. It's just the principle of if there's laws protecting your medical data or something like social security number or bank data, why can I not protect the data of my day-to-day life? Yeah. You know, we, we all joke about the, the FBI agent that's watching through our cameras as we're like, you know, doing whatever, right? Like it's, it's a joke. And obviously like, that's not real, Yeah. but it's, if you have a smart house, if you have where your thermostat is smart, if you have literally every single thing you have is connected together yes. connected to the internet, all it is is just gathering data and sending it off to whoever owns that. And there's nothing inherently wrong with that. Yes. Right? It's, it's in theory for the, for the sense of progress and learning and, and making better. But I value the unplugging, the turning off, the, and not in the sense of, I mean, trust me, I love technology. I love all of this, but is it necessary do you have to turn your shower on from downstairs? Is that something that we actually need? I, I feel that we should have technology to enhance creativity, to yeah. be an outlet, to allow our lives to be easier. Now, if it, if it was some sort of accessibility reason that you need to have a way to turn on your shower without turning a knob, that, that's a different conversation. Yeah, that, that is to aid in someone's uh, standard of living, to aid in their life being easier. But if yes, but if you're turning right, on your that, shower with your fingernail clippers, it's 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 just like, is, is there a true need for like in theory yeah. every home to be a smart home? 
And this, no, this, is there, are there isolated incidents where being able to, to turn in a shower or use your voice to do things that could really help someone who has accessibility mm-hmm. uh, differences than uh, an able-bodied person? Yeah. Dude, go for it. We need that. That is innovation. Yes. But that, that doesn't mean that we should just forego our rights and, con- and not have control over the information that's being taken and sold. Let's be honest, it's being sold. Yeah. Um, this, this which honestly that's another podcast this this is the this is the data podcast oh hello am i still here yeah it's just my video i, is I don't see you moving yeah but oh whatever you, my, my camera you go. okay I'm i see you this. just gonna type that back and forth all right yeah, so you're good this is my final point of this conversation because we've been talking for okay. a long time here and you probably like need two to go and a half to, hours yeah you need to go to dinner soon i am uh, gonna need to have dinner soon yes <laughs> as my final point of this podcast um we brought up like the internet of things and how it like, connects everything together and how that's now a topic of how innovation is gonna go in the future like are we actually gonna connect every as every system that can be possibly connected in even like not every system, but every single thing together. Are we gonna, gonna are we gonna connect footballs to your fridge? Are we gonna connect your water bottle to your cell phone? Are we gonna connect your coffee maker to your hair iron? And this goes into the entertainment industry because it's 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 what the entertainment industry is kind of going towards. Uh like you mentioned using your toaster to turn on your your um uh your shower. And do you need to watch something while you're using your toaster? Do you need to game while you're using that? The the thing about that is that some entertainment industries are seeing that as the future, are seeing that as the potential. Mm -hmm. I was listening to a podcast uh, like a year and a half ago or two years ago where they were talking about the foundations of uh, Netflix versus uh, uh, Blockbuster. And they were talking about how Netflix essentially joked saying their next competitor now that they beat uh, Blockbuster is sleep itself. So how does Netflix get people to like, how do we eliminate sleep? So that way they're streaming longer and enjoying content longer and consumer content longer. If I could take a pill and never need to sleep Sleep? again and not like, and not like, not sleep but like not feel the need to sleep yeah. right i would do it yes but this leads into the the health issues and and what that effect could have on society as hard as as a whole i should say because if we're getting to the stage where the stadia connectivity internet of things model of gaming comes to place where gaming is known to be very addictive and very um true competitive when we have it so that way people could game anywhere everywhere at all times and and be entertained at all times do we like we'll end up like the people in wally like the humans i was about to bring that up yes literally about to bring up wally we'll be the wally humans and do we want that And this is something where I don't think, okay, so a lot of what we've been discussing about video games is hypothetical. Yes. Because 
we know PlayStation, Xbox, whoever, is not out to cheat us out of anything. That's not what they're here for. No, they're just out to make money. But it's it's the theory, right? It's the theory of what yes. would happen. But then when we, I believe, and this is no medical knowledge, that, right, we, we do evolve. Every species evolves. Yes. But our technology is evolving quicker than our brains are. We were yes. not made to ingest this much information this quickly. We're no. not made to be constantly plugged into something. And when I say constantly, I mean, constantly. you know, work, right? Like I, I, we, we work, we're on our computer. I don't count that as being plugged in. I no. count being plugged in as watching Netflix, as doing social media on your phone, yes. playing a video game, watch, what, whatever that, that is being plugged in. So yes. can we really not handle have our attention spans just gone? Are we used to this super quick gratification of if this video after two seconds doesn't hook me and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna continue watching? Like where yeah. are we at? Because our mental health, I mean, it's been proven. Yeah. Our mental health, especially for our generation and the and the younger generation, has been severely affected by technology and how it's amazing. I love technology. Yeah. I think it's the coolest thing ever. But I don't think that we need what I don't think that there's a need to never take a break. Like yes. We don't need our fridge to have a TV on it. There's no need for that. You know, no. we, we can cook dinner. We can have a meal without being on a device. And yeah. watching like 30 years, someone comes across this and they're like, they were just crotchety old people who didn't like innovation. <laughs> and that, that couldn't be farther from the truth. Yes. I look, like I, innovation. There, but there's a difference between innovation and just doing it because you can. Yes. Like the whole reason why I made this podcast is like, I love innovation so much. So. Yeah. Like we don't need to have a toaster with a TV. <laughs> but maybe there, yes. maybe there is a need for that. Maybe there is a true need for that in the future. Well, and yeah. cool. Once, you know, and not to say that you should only make things that fit a, a, a strict box to need. Yes. You know, you should, you should make things because they're fun. They're creative, like just to see if you could, because that's, that is awesome. And that is part yes. of humanity, but we also don't need to push. We don't need companies and corporations to push the idea onto the everyday consumer that you need to have an entire smart house and you need to always have some be plugged in or well, you have to buy the PS5 because we just came out with it, even though you have a PS4, right? Like, yes. you don't need to do all these things. You, you should, have to buy this game to. because that is a two next to it. Or, <laughs> yeah, like it's it's just where where's the and this is everyone's where's personal line. Yes. Yeah, everyone has their personal threshold, and it's no it's no one to tell another person what that threshold is. Yes, obviously for me. I see a lot of just like, oh my gosh, a fridge. But like the we saw this commercial. <laughs> I would love to know if you guys in Canada have this. There's this fridge Ooh, okay. that has, you know, most most fridges have like an ice maker in the freezer okay. part. Were they playing but like this, a poker on the no, ice no, maker? No, no, no. This was like it made, you know, if you go to a really fancy bar and you buy like you get scotch and it okay. has this that round that giant round ice ball in your glass yes i know exactly this what you're fridge about. made those ice balls <laughs> why and i'm like why, why would you do this let me see if we can find the price of this fridge <laughs> they're like we need this as long as possible <laughs> 
This fridge, okay, yeah, is four thousand two hundred and ninety nine dollars. And I will oh. admit, I've never bought a fridge. I don't know Damn. if that's a lot or not. <laughs> but Damn. Okay. That seems like a lot for me. <laughs> <laughs> but again, there's no context. I've never bought a fridge. Um, yes. It just yes. seems ridiculous. Like, why do yes. you need a ball of ice? Like, are you that bougie? <laughs> yeah. I think the big takeaway that we can take from here today is that with the blend of technology and these entertainments as we know them it's it's changing how we are using our systems gaming has only been around since 1958 and we're already talking about these huge changes to already how they were like again going right back to the start of the podcast exponential we had these these physicists and these coders make these consoles in order to just play and have fun with themselves and and they would go back and they would tweak them and they can make changes to the games on the fly and then they'll show it to the friends and they'll make improvements on that and then they can show it and then they wanted to show that to other people so you can download so they make game consoles and then you can have cartridges which loaded it up and this level of entertainment and we're always being entertained we're always being listened to we're always having our needs met or our wants met i should say our desires met we're we're <laughs> we don't like one game we can switch on to another we can switch on to like another entertainment system never fall asleep always great. engaged it's but like great but what does that mean like where does that bring up and i think that's that's how i want to end this podcast mm-hmm. is on that question it's it's what does it mean not just with ownership being called into question and how our games and we be entertained changed, but what does it mean when these entertainment models, these, these services to provide us comfort or however else they're designed or however you feel they apply to you, what does it mean when they never go away or when theoretically they don't stop. They're just there 24-7. Yeah. That that is that is the question we're gonna leave you on here today. I'd like to thank you, Audrey, for joining me today. For I don't know which episode this is gonna be. I might actually break this down to two. Um listeners. Okay, we, you got a lot of content. So. I got a lot of content to, to edit down. This is gonna take me like a week or two. I already have another episode. Sorry we talked so much, but it's, thank, no, thanks it's for perfect. having me. It's great. I have so many options to take this now. I might actually, you know what? Actually, I might just break this down into two separate episodes. One episode talking about streaming and one episode talking about history of games and one episode talking about games itself and see how that works. You know, because again, this, be is, cool. this is the start of it. So we're trying something new, people. You're listening to my thought process go firsthand. But uh, again, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Yes, thank you so much for joining me today. And thank you everybody for listening at home. And we will see you in the forefront. And then I could fly to your (laughs) island and then I could see you and I'd be running around your island and we we could be like, oh my God, hi. And (laughs) interact. (laughs) And 
have friends in a pandemic where you can't leave your home. Like, this sounds like the 21st. This is like the modern example of the Tamagotchi. <laughs> those were great. <laughs> and again, like back in the. Oh, hold up. <laughs> oh, <fuck. laughs> Perfect time to sneeze. Oh my God. <laughs> And with, sorry, it's, what was it? I, I fried my brain with that. Right, um, that, that might actually become like the 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 next the next equivalent to that might be like who who owns the streaming or something like that. You know, where who owns you the have, satellite, man? Who owns the satellite or who owns the whatever the delivery? Elon network. Musk, that's it. Yeah, who owns the five G tower? Uh, <laughs> That's the 5G is causing COVID. Huh. Oh, <laughs> Just kidding. Causing... That's a conspiracy. That's not real. Burn them. Burn them all.